Coming to you live from Parkview Studio. Oh, we're not in... Oh, where are we? What's the name of this studio? Ocean View Studios? I think Ocean View Studios. We have Parkview and Ocean View. The kitchen? I mean, it's Could not be as, the kitchen. It's not as good of a studio. The anymore. nook. It looks like a little nook. Okay, the nook. The loft? The attic? We're somewhere. It's a nook. <laughs> this is a Brothers Catch-Up, a weekly podcast where two brothers come together to catch up. I'm Sal Biazzi. With me, as always, is my brother. Oh, my God. Frankie Biazzi. That's my line. <laughs> oh, man. Last week, we weren't together. The week before that, we were also in this studio. We've never been... We've never had a stretch where we've been this, like... Things have been so different for us. But it makes sense because we're in season three. Season three, things are different. <laughs> we have tattoos of the Brothers Ketchup logo on us. We're excited. I appreciate, see, last week we were separate, but I appreciate that, it was a pretty good episode, I listened to it, I appreciated that you recorded your episode, your half of the episode, on a potato. <laughs> it sounded Why were you so underwater, bad. Dude? dude, I don't know, because I record, right, so like I make those videos on my phone, Yes. and I'll go and record audio overlaying the video, and I just use the AirPods, and it sounds really good. So I just figured that the AirPods would sound good. They sounded so bad, but I had already recorded it, and I was like, "It was like I liked what you talked about." It was one in the morning, and I had to go to bed, and I was just like, "Whatever, it's fine." Um, yeah, I don't know. The AirPods were were not great quality, but that's why I think it was night. Nice. That's why I put it after because well. like. Don't put that first. It's an instant turnoff. But your quality sounds good. People listen to that, and then it goes into that. And if they liked it, they're like, "I'll stick around for this yeah, terribleness." Whatever. The, what's going on here? What's this though? Yeah. Well, it's not like if you're listening to the Brothers Catch a Podcast, you're not you're not tuning in for stellar audio. Yeah, let's be honest. <laughs> we don't have a producer. I mean, we're the we're producers. the producers. We don't have anything. What do we have an audience? So. Um, I was gonna say something. Oh, <laughs> I don't know what you want to talk about today. Lots. But 2023, we've survived. Going through, I've noticed this about me. Okay. But recording last week's episode alone helped solidify it because I don't have you to like at least pick it up when it happens. Uh-huh. I think I have to work on having a reason to say something. Okay. I know that sounds... <laughs> Silly. Yeah. Like, I wrote topics down that I was like, I want to talk about these things. Sure. Like, I knew I wanted to talk about, my, like, having cats. Yeah. But then as I was talking about it, I'm like, well, I don't know how to end this. Like, there's no <laughs> point. Like, I just wanted to say the statement of having cats is cool. <laughs> and then it. that was it. <laughs> so then it was like, well, but I do that a lot. Like, I do that a lot on the podcast. Like, I go to say something, and it's like a half of a thought, because it's like... <laughs> it's not... But then there's no, like... <laughs> Like, I do it a lot when I talk about, like, movies or TV shows. <laughs> like, I go... I just want to bring this up. I'm like, hey, want to bring up. Saw this movie. It was really good. And then you're like, okay. Cool. And then I'm like... That's it. That's all I got. I, I no like analysis it. on it. Like, it's just... So I want to work on that. All right. There's my resolution. That's a good resolution. Let's work on that. Um, I... Look. Thinking is not for everyone, so... I don't like it. I did want to talk about a lot of things, though, because it is... 
I haven't seen you really a lot in the last no. two weeks. And then like not at all. I feel like so much has happened in the last two weeks that has really changed. For first of all, twenty twenty three. I never thought that this would be reality. That we'd get to the year twenty twenty three. So like every day we've entered further past. Like let's say, let's say twenty sixteen was the last time I thought reality was actually real. And since then, I've been in this fugue state where politics and current events and society has been so fucking whacked that it just seems like the simulation's broken. And I'm just waiting for someone to hit the power button. Every day that that doesn't happen, you know, it challenges that perception because, like, well, no, this is just reality because you're not waking up. The fact of the matter is, uh, as, a 20, as a now a 32-year-old human being on planet Earth, and someone who's now kind of not caring anymore about those current events and politics, the, the conspiracy theories, the JFK assassinated by CIA, all that shit, who cares? I watched a video of a little girl, she must have been eight years old, get a horse for Christmas and wept like a baby. There was a video of a, I mean, a news article of a dog that fought off 12 coyotes. And you cried. And I wept like a baby. I things move me to tears. Wait, now. hold on. Did the hold on? You just brushed over the first one. Yeah. Did the child in the video weep, or you wept? She wept, and I wept. I wept you wept it was together. One of the most beautiful things I've ever saw. The way that well, this that's... girl reacted to being gifted something that she clearly has wanted her whole life. Listen, beautiful, most beautiful thing I've ever seen. You, we're gonna listen. <laughs> the listeners are gonna learn something today. Your autism, yes, Asperger's, whatever you want to call it, it's very mild. It's very mild. Undiagnosed. There are times. There are times. Yes, where it has seemed like maybe you're not the most emotional, and maybe you don't even have emotions at all. But having, I think, having a child has, like they always say, it changes you. I think clearly it has changed you. I get sad. I'm not sad. Like, moved. Like, if I sent you a video two years ago yeah, of just like, hey, here's a little girl getting a horse, <laughs> you'd have been like, fuck this shit. <laughs> fuck this little girl and horse. I probably wouldn't have I hope it. that horse kicks her in the teeth. like, I don't care. And now you're just like, <laughs> so nice. Yeah, man. It's great. But here's the thing, though. How does that make you feel? I just think that the perspective has changed a lot for me where, like, I used to put a lot of weight in how the world was and, like, how we needed to fix it. And now I feel like I have more perspective on what the world is and how I would like to just survive, survive. it. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I had a very similar conversation this last week. Um, I was in the car for six hours driving home from Vermont, and we were talking about uh, kind of that, and like how much better I felt this last year, because I, like Trump losing was the greatest thing that's ever happened. Yeah, right? Like, we're not fighting against anything. Like, I gave up everything. (laughs) I was like, all right, you win. You win. You win. Like, you won. Like, I'm just going to go live my life now. I'm a detached. I don't pay attention. I don't really see much. I still have my opinions, but, like, those are for me. I don't... And that's how I feel. Like, I feel as if it's kind of over. 
So, like, this life that we are in is kind of just it. Is what it is. Hey, I don't think there's fixing it unless it's way down the road and it's just going to happen. It's like, not okay. going to be like there's nothing I'm going to contribute to until there's something to contribute to. Like so many things happen now, and all I can do is just laugh at it. Like, yeah, the mm-hmm. Kanye West stuff. We talked about this too. Like how it's like how are people getting so worked up over this shit? I don't get the it. Andrew Tate arrest. Like isn't well, that not just the most? Isn't that on some level hilarious? Like, it's hilarious. The conversation that takes place around... I'm very confused. I So, again, this is how I operate. <laughs> yeah. I see a story happen. I do absolutely no research. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter. Sure. We, we are at the point... And I, I mean this sincerely. I'm not being a joke. Like, this isn't joking. There's no article that's going to come out that I'm going to read and be like... That's what happens. That, so, I, what happens is... some Headline breaks. I... Th- Try to think as best I can as to what was in play, and then I just make up my own story, and that's the truth that lives in my head, and I don't care. So, like, to me, the Andrew Tate thing was very transparent. To me, which was, listen, they tried to kick him off the internet. He comes back on the internet. He goes at the untouchable Greta Thunberg, and then he gets arrested for child trafficking. Well, it wasn't child trafficking. Human trafficking, but that's the funny thing. Like, I'm gonna say probably not real, and you just want him to go to prison. But even if Andrew Tate is a legitimate human trafficker, then you could bring like legitimate human trafficking charges against him. It's just hilarious that like this is the public human trafficker that you bring down in the, at the time you bring him down. It's like nothing has legitimacy. Correct. So like everything, if it were legitimate, you'd have to want to do it in a way that appears legitimate. But instead, what happens? Everything appears illegitimate. And that means it is illegitimate. Like it used to, we used to operate in a society where everyone understood the appearance of impropriety is just as bad as impropriety itself. Back in 2015, before Hillary Clinton entered the primary race, when the first news story about her server came out, I remember I texted the article. We were at the gym. We were going to the gym together. To you, to mom, to dad, and I was like, "This is going to be significant." And it wasn't because. Of the content that was in the emails that she eventually deleted. It wasn't because of all the hearings a Republican was going to have. It was because the appearance of what she did was so bad that it was disqualifying. And it ended up being disqualifying for her. But the consequence of that was not what I had anticipated that being. Which I thought it would just be like, well, she's a public figure and we'll get to the bottom of it. But I was a child then. And yes. now I understand. The- the consequence of our political system itself is that it's all so improper. You can't look into any of it or it falls apart. So, like, because it's so illegitimate, anything it tries to do to protect, it, to protect its legitimacy automatically looks like corruption. If Andrew Tate is holding women against their will at his house, you want that to be exposed. Sure, yeah. But how can the people exposing it be the Romanian police force through the Western embassies when they have Julian Assange held against his will. Oh, by the way, Julian Assange, we should bring him up because there's recent chatter that he's going to be released soon. Oh. Like, without any charges. that They're just going to give up. Because oh. I think he's going to die. And I think they want him to be free if he's going to die because they don't want to be responsible for explaining his death on their hands. And they're going to be like, oh, oopsie-daisy, you know, he should have just came in because he would have got a fair trial. Instead, he hid in the, you know, Ecuadorian embassy for 10 years. Like, oh, yeah, he did that. It was definitely a choice. (laughs) So that's the kind of world we live in. And those are the things that, like, show you that it's not worth 
your time and energy trying to resist in the ways that we've been resisting. Like Correct. Go to social media. The, the meme war has always been the best way. Shit posting on Twitter, having fun, and then letting it go. Let the people who are so inclined that they will get upset and angry with you over your memes, over your comments, over your beliefs, show themselves, show who they are. They already have. They do it all the time. Every time there's a crisis, they show who they are. COVID, they want to kick people out of their jobs and keep them out of restaurants. I saw it yesterday. Every time there's a terrorist attack, oh, guess what? You can't, we need to monitor all your surveillance. And now there's a war in Ukraine, so guess what? We need to expand that oh war my God. into nuclear conflict. Two things. Two things. Yesterday <laughs> on... Are we kicked off the live? Hey, the live's still going. Yesterday on Twitter, there was like a like a thread, like best of the memes from this past year. Mm-hmm. And it's the Jordan Belfort from Wolf of Wall Street. So it's Leo DiCaprio. And he's like... It's one of the scenes where he's like talking to the camera and he's like, fuck you. And the headline, it's like put like in a newspaper and then the headline is that stupid article that came out like... Let's talk about COVID amnesty. <laughs> we should be forgiven for the things we said when we didn't know. It's like, no, 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 no. No, I will never forget a single thing you said. I should lose my job. I should do this. I don't care about people, but fuck you. And it was really funny. It made me laugh. And then the other thing is, I got this ad before a YouTube video the other day. It was a apparently a Ukrainian woman. Pretty. She clearly lives in the United States. She doesn't live in the Ukraine. But she's got like her little shirt on that with, like little heart that's blue and yellow. And she's talking about my family and the Ukraine and this war and how devastating it is. And I was like, why don't you fucking do something about it then? There's your family there. You should probably go take care of it. It's that bad. I'm not doing anything though because I don't. This is your. Someone is paying you to make this video to send to me. And there's like at this point. There's nothing you could show me from this Ukrainian war that I'd be like, eh, they filmed, they filmed that. Like, it's a play. Because I've seen the, I've seen it. I've seen the videos of them filming things as if it was a scripted play for a fucking war. It's nuts. We live in a crazy time. So, bye-bye. I'm, I'm out. I'm not going to pay attention to your shit anymore. I'm not going to worry about what I can do, how it's going to get better, because it's just not. The only thing I could say is I do think I've been awake, awoken a little bit in terms of I think crypto is the future. Yeah. Got to put money into crypto. I haven't yet, but I'm going to. <laughs> what what cryptos are you going to invest in? I think I'm going to start with just XRP. My buddy has convinced me that that is like... You got to get your own wallet. I get your own wallet. I'm gonna get a ledger, which is just a glorified USB. But I want it. I'm gonna have a ton. I have so much XRP. It's really cheap right now. Hey, it's gonna explode. The blockchain. It's the future. You're not late to it. The World Economic Forum tells you they're int- like it's weird. Like I didn't know that. I didn't know anything. I don't pay attention to crypto. Crypto has never once crossed my radar, other than like I kind of have a good understanding of what Bitcoin is, and I put money into Doge because I'm an asshole. Doge is awesome. There's no utility to it. But the point is just like the World Economic Forum is like, ah, you know, like cryptocurrency is it's not, it's not going to happen. Like it's not the future. 
blockchain's the future. Like they they openly talk about that. So I see through it all. Well, they talk about a lot of things. Well, they tell you you're not going to own anything, which is why they want you to have crypto. They don't want you to actually own money. That's why I get gold and silver, bro. Yeah, I thought I was getting gold for Christmas. What happened? Where are my gold bars? I was going to give you the gold backs, but I wanted you to be able to go to the range with me. You know what's crazy? Like, you could just get me ammo every year for the next time. It's a great gift. Love getting ammo. Well, in New Jersey, they're making it harder to buy ammo. Probably very soon. They don't want you to be able to buy it online, which is the best way to get ammo. So cheap and easy. Comes right to your house. That's why they don't want you to do it. (laughs) And how is it not an infringement? You know why? It's Here's the thing. You might, I don't know how you look at it, but if you're looking at it as like, New Jersey doesn't want you to have ammo. That's not what it is. New Jersey wants your fucking tax dollars from when you buy the ammo. No, it's not that. Yes, it is. It is that, but it's not all that. It's mostly they don't want you to have the ability to fight anyone. No, I, I don't think they it really took me, care. It, they, they do. They absolutely do. The gun shit is the most important thing to them. You can't convince me otherwise. They make the most ridiculous laws, and the ATF is going out of its mind for the last few months. Things like magazine caps and put a fin on your rifle yeah, buttstock. Like, it's crazy what they No, making. we should be doing that. It's very dangerous. These are weapons. The definition No of, one should have them. The definition of infringement and like infringed is so clear and the things that they pass as laws are insane. Insane that they they're, well, that's not an infringement. You you don't actually have a right to the second amendment. I have a right to defend myself from you. That's all it is. You have your right to defend yourself from me. I have my right to defend myself from you. The government is us. They are not different from us. They're also people that you might liked, have to defend yourself from. I like the video that you put on your Instagram story yesterday of Marjorie Taylor Greene being like, those are our buildings. <laughs> we pay the people's... I'm going to go in there. Was that before or after January 6th? I think it's after. Because she's a fucking badass. Man, that was kind of my point while January 6th was happening. Was Dude, like, I love this Jorge Santos guy. I cannot believe the shit that this guy got away with saying. And they're only... This is the best. They're only talking about it now. Like, they found the this first politician do. in the history of the U.S. politics who got into office lying. Because he pretended that he was gay and Jewish. Oh, my God! Good thing he didn't pretend that he was going to end the wars. <laughs> Fuck! It's actually... It really is genius. He's my favorite. It's almost like... <laughs> so... I didn't know who he was. He got retweeted. I didn't know either until my mom literally brought him up to me and I was like, I really wasn't paying attention because I don't care. Didn't care about the story. And then I started looking into the things he lied about. Oh my, he's a hero. This guy is a hero. If I were running for Congress... That's how you would do it. No, I wouldn't lie. How did he get through though? Like... No No one tried to win. He ran against Democrats. Democrats were in that race. No one even looked into his background Because my theory, my my theory has always been like, if I actually did want to run... They're going to expose. <laughs> They're going to find the podcast. Turns out, you know no. why they didn't expose him? Because he's a minority and he claimed he was gay. Did he run as a Democrat? No, Republican. No. But he's like, I'm gay and I'm Hispanic. And the Democrats were too afraid to like call him out. So then he wins. And he wins. And now they're like, well, none of this is true. He's like. And they're like, he needs to resign. No, he needs to serve two years in office. He won an election. It's like, he li- it's like if he lied on his resume. Good thing it's not his resume, and there's no qualifications required except for winning the election. Yeah. 
And yeah, he that's won. what he did. He won. Yeah, I mean, there is no <laughs> difference between like what he did and like what every other politician ever does. No. It's the same no. thing. It's the same. You're just upset because of the things he lied about. In fact, I Which think the things he... I like what he lied about. I was gonna say, I actually think the things he lied about are way less consequential than like, we're going to lower think taxes. About, about, well, actually, we're going to raise them. Think about Elizabeth Warren and the Native American shit. Or like... Yeah. There's so many. You can go through so many... Pop- Joe Biden has the whole video where he's like, oh... He was the top of his class. He was actually bottom of this class. He plagiarized JFK. He didn't plagiarize JFK. There's a million things about a million different politicians that are all phony baloney stuff. So, like, okay, this this guy, the sleazebag, like, the dude is clearly a pathological psychopath. But that's the type of person it takes to want to be in U.S. politics. Yes. So, like, if, you don't, if you're waking up to it now because of Jorge Santos... Thank you, Jorge Santos. Like, thank you that that's what it took to make you realize that everyone who walks into Washington, D.C. No. is a sleazebag. But here's the problem But with the that. problem is they're not. They go, this, this guy is a liar. He's the worst. He's the worst sleazebag. Yeah, no. But that's just like, the Like, AOC's whole background is mostly bullshit. It's, it's an embellishment. Her whole, like, hero of the working class, champion of the poor. Crazy embellishment. Yeah. But, and since she's been in office, she's done nothing she said she'd correct. ever do running. Correct. But she's not a liar. No. <laughs> she's just a hard worker who can't get anything done. But Jorge Santos never actually worked at Goldman Sachs. Oh, God forbid. <laughs> he, let's, say, let's say AOC wasn't a liar. Let's say she was, like, honestly, like, who uh, she was. But the best like, politician. But her track record is still her track record. It's just she can't get it done because, like, incompetence. Yeah, whatever. It's too hard. Isn't that worse? <laughs> kind of, right? Then there's no hope. Because the best politician... So, like, you better... You you should probably admit she's just a lying sack of shit. Because, like, at least then it's like, well, that makes sense. Because then we can elect someone who's not. But, like, you're just going to keep electing people who are bad at their job. And that, gonna, this is their job. You're going to elect obvious frauds, like Jorge Santos. Which is why democracy is stupid. And we've been saying this on which, this five Which, which all goes back to why I say, like, the Yankees are... The, just the politics of like they're just the living embodiment of what politics today are it's yeah. like you're either not trying or you are trying and either way it's bad yeah, because like if it. you're trying it's bad and if you're not well, like as America sends these hundreds of billions of dollars over to Ukraine after decades of sending money all over the world and then looking inward at ourselves and be like well our economy's collapsing and we have to keep printing money and if we don't keep printing money interest rates are going to rise and if we don't raise the interest rates the job market's going to collapse, and the job market is collapsing, but the stock market's going to collapse, and then all these things, and we don't have any answers for it. But if you injected $20 trillion that are just missing from our ledger, like if we actually had a reckoning for where our money is being spent and like could take that magical missing trillions and shove it into the wallets of every American, guess whose economy would be much stronger? It would be ours. So like, are our politicians so incompetent that they can't figure this out? That we can't just be pissing money away on everything with no accountability for where the money's being spent. Or are they too stupid? Wait, did I just... Or are they too corrupt? We're like... they. You I know. think it's kind of a combination of, it's all, of it's everything, all, right? Like, it's, it's... I think there are people who look at it, right? Like, economists must look at it and go, okay... The United States economy will never get back to where it, Post it should be. Post-World War II industrialization? Purely just from a standpoint of they don't have the money. Like, the money, it just doesn't exist. Because yeah. they just, we just create dollars and send them away. And it's crazy. 
because we fight every battle around the world, and we cause it. That's fine. It's like whatever. You want to go send all that money to Ukraine? Do it. But like, at some point, it's gonna collapse in on itself, and because you don't have money, the we're the like this is like the debt number. We all just act like this debt doesn't matter. Like debt matters to to me, right? Like if I have debt. The government doesn't like that. They get mad. I can't buy shit. I can't do things. They just carry all the debt in the world and just keep printing money. It's like, oh, well, here's it. But, like, they don't even use the money that they're printing to clear debt. No, they use it to add to the debt. It's like, if you have access (laughs) to just make money... Just all right, you know what? They make money to spend on more shit they don't have. We printed an extra $900 trillion... We're debt free now. No, our dollar's worth nothing. But now there's it's, no more debt. It's like we created an extra nine trillion dollars. Our debt just hit one quintillion dollars. People it, don't realize how bad the economy can. Not the economy, because like the economy is saying like the United States economy. That's not what it is. People don't understand how tediously set up the House of Cards of the global economic situation has been deliberately established so that what they want to happen can eventually happen which is eventually what's going to happen is they will tap out one of the cards the whole thing is going to collapse and it's the western world essentially is going to realize oh coming off the gold standard was a mistake russia has hoarded all the gold china has hoarded all the gold um the u.s petrodollar is no longer a thing because Russia can sell fuel and the Saudis aren't upholding to it. There's no reserve currency anymore. And now the U.S. debt is being called in and we have nothing to back it. And actually the U.S. dollar is imaginary. And once that realization strikes and everything is shaken to the court, the the World Economic Forum is going to go to the Federal Reserve, and the Federal Reserve and the World Economic Forum are going to come out and be like, there's a way to save everything. The global cryptocurrency. The USD crypto. And then everyone in the world will transition to that because Russia and China will be like, well, we already have the systems in place to make this work, and we'll lead the world as like the founders of this new age of global economy. And the economy will be based in Beijing and Moscow. Like yeah, they've been telling you that's what they've wanted to do. It's the end do. of Western civilization as we know it. To shift towards a global civilization. That's what they want. That's the new world order. That's the goal. Now, you could think that's but a that's, good or bad thing. But the, the World Economic Forum are globalists. That's the whole point. That's all they are. It's the public PR front of the sinister plan to execute you know what's the weird? global world order. You know what's weird about like the globalists? Like, for as long as I can remember... Which I guess dates back to like everything kind of just always goes back to 2015 is like when I political, feel like I the under- political consciousness and just the clips of Alex Jones. <laughs> These globalists are coming to kill us all, but he's right in a sense. And it, it'll like I'm trying to think how I want to like being a globalist does kind of sound nice. It's like, yeah, like why wouldn't, why wouldn't want... we want one global government? But then like, you just see... Because you have to break down the, the nation-state. Mm-hmm. And the nation-state is the number one tool the, the citizen has in protecting itself Correct. from tyranny. Yes. As weird as that is, because tyranny always comes through the nation-state, it's actually the state 
that protects you from tyranny because you've all organized in a way that's prevented tyranny from taking over. Yes. Theoretically, yes. it doesn't always happen like that. But America is the number one target of the globalist order, and it has been for a long time. And things have been put in place. Now, you can believe this or not, and you don't have to believe it. But you can't look at people who do believe it as crazy because that's unfair. Because when you look at the world through the lens that there is an organized desire by people with power and money to shift global power from the nation state to the global world order. And then that power, that design has been in place for a long time. That that plan has been in place for a long time. Even if it's not something you want to believe is a conspiratorial affair among like global elites, there at least is a philosophical belief among many people in power generationally like going back to the 20s to before world war one people have wanted humanity to come together as one global society for a long time so like if you look at the worldview and take the position that those people have orchestrated events to achieve that goal everything comes into question because things haven't happened in a way that seem to have moved away from that design Things always move us towards that design. And if it were happenstance, you would believe that sometimes it goes in both directions. But that's not what happens. It always marches towards globalism every single time. Did we talk about the Titanic on the podcast a couple weeks ago? I don't know if we have, but I mean, I'm interested in Titanic stuff, conspiracy theory. So I just listened to a podcast like two weeks ago about the Titanic. Well, it wasn't really about the Titanic. And you didn't know about the billionaires who canceled their tickets and yeah, the yeah, ones yeah. that didn't. So J.P. Morgan, the guy who, like, spearheaded the idea of the, the Federal Fed, Reserve, yep, with Woodrow Wilson, who essentially put Woodrow Wilson into office by getting Teddy Roosevelt to run for president was, to split the progressive vote and getting Will, Woodrow was, Wilson into office. He was supposed to be on the Titanic, and they were just like, nah, I don't feel good. Can't make it. And, and then he him, a bunch of other but like bankers. And then he was just like he just went on vacation somewhere else. And then all his all the the opponents <laughs> the Rock, of the, the Rockefellers camp of the Fed the were on the Titanic. Yes, and they all died. How is that not just common knowledge? How do we not all know that? Well, because they wrote the history book. So there's a book that I I've not read and I want to read it. So if we decide to do a book club for the podcast. The Creature of Jekyll Island. Okay. I really want to read it. And it's like, I, I, yes, it's all about the creation of the Fed and how it all came to be. And, oh, no, I did the thing. What? And that's it. I that's it. it. So I just want to read it. Well, sure. <laughs> that sounds good. Um, yeah, Woodrow Wilson, the Federal Reserve Act, all that stuff is really interesting. Um and look, not to demonize the Federal Reserve as some like entity that's out to get you all the time. Like maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Some people believe it is, but like the gold standard and American independence from central banking, and what's happened in the time since we've become dependent on a central bank is really interesting. And if you, if you're someone like me who likes like the notion of the old west and the pioneer and the you know the rancher of dude, the- I don't understand the wild west. <laughs> Why? <laughs> what does that to understand? It seems the not perfect society. It seems not real. What's not real about? It? Like watching westerns, I just assume they're just making stuff up. But like, there, you're telling me there was really a time mm-hmm. in th- this land. Where people just lived in a lawless, government-free... It wasn't lawless. 
Every place laws. had its own law. Well, yeah. That's how it's supposed to be. Local, it was absolutely it was de- like, decentralized government. And like, no, like, everyone has a gun. And if someone, if you don't like someone, you go outside, you walk a couple steps, you turn around and shoot them in the face. Not always. I mean, that's how it's portrayed, but it's not, it wasn't as like that as people think. But it was like that. Like, you like you're in a shot. bar. Like you're just in a bar playing but I mean, cards. It's not that much Someone different. walks in and is like, oh, there's old Rick. And then old Rick is like. It's a better setup than we have now where, like, if you're in inner city Chicago, the same things can happen to you. It's just like, like the on same a scale times a million more condensed. Like, Could we ever get back to. The last, the last era to replicate what happened in the Wild West was the cult movements. Of the 50s and 60s that led to the incidents at Jonestown and then later on like Waco is eventually like an f- offshoot of that where like religious fundamentalists started realizing essentially what we're realizing now. It's kind of like what's going on with the Homestead movement today but in the 50s and 60s and then later on in the 80s and 90s like the branches that remained kind of got weeded out by the government but People would buy their own land, like giant swaths of land, and then bring like-minded religious people to that land and then just practice independent from the government. All right, so here's my idea. But eventually we, they were all murdered in we come massacres up, and cults. We come up with a... Suicides. We come up with a fake business. Yeah. Shell Corp. And we go to the bank with this great idea for this business, and we get a giant loan of like whatever we're going to do. And then with that money, we just buy a ton of undeveloped land out in the West, out in the Midwest somewhere. Then we advertise as if we're it's a, it's its own country, that little section of land, and people can just come and live there, and they they're free from all government rules. I mean, it sounds nice until someone comes and assassinates. Let us. them come. <laughs> Do you ever hear of Sealandia? You ever you know Sealandia? No. It's like an old abandoned oil rig out in the middle of the ocean. That people live there. Yeah, and they turn into a country. It's got like two hundred residents. It's independent from all international law. It's own place. Can we move there? Yeah, they offer like they offer plans to like be like knights of Sealandia and stuff. Like I'm gonna go to Sealandia. <laughs> it's got its own flag. It sounds like an amusement park. They probably. I mean, it's got to be some nefarious shit goes on in places like that. Like the people who left to do that are doing some crazy stuff. No, that's maybe it's just Sealand. Maybe it's no. It came up. Oh yeah, it is Sealand. Principality of Sealand <laughs> is an unrecognized micronation that claims HM Fort Ruffs, also known as Ruffs Tower, an offshore platform in the North <laughs> Sea, approximately twelve kilometers off the coast of Suffolk. No way! <laughs> I told you. Look at that. It's a pretty good flag. It's been occupied and claimed as it is a nice flag. It nailed the flag since 1967. This is like the, it was one of those same that same era. People just like left society. Bates seized Ruff's tower from a group of pirate radio broadcasters in 1967. The intention of setting up his own station there. Sealand was invaded by mercenaries in 1978, but was able to repel the attack. Since 1987, when the United Kingdom extended its territorial waters to 12 nautical miles, the platform has been in British territory. Wow, 1965, Jack Moore and his daughter Jane squatting on behalf of the pirate station Wonderful Radio London. Man, we live in the wrong time. Right? We can't do anything anymore. (laughs) Internet has actually... Killed everything. Yeah, but 
no fault of its own. The point of the internet was to make things like more this free. Like, more free. And it did for and a little it, bit, but we've been we've been mm, subverted. Yeah, we've gone the other way. <laughs> it's a real shame. We've been imprisoned by our own minds. Dude, this is sick. I know. Oh. How many people live there, does it say, right now? I mean, how many people could possibly live there? I think like a couple dozen live there. I think there's a bunch. It must say, right? Population? Two. <laughs> <laughs> I think the more people have lived there. Since it No, there's got to be more than that. How could they just survive by themselves? Just there was a fire? He died when he was 91. He lived a good life. <laughs> How is the Pirate Bay involved in this? Yeah. Sealand, the Principality of Sealand. There's a bunch of places like this out there. It's this... possible. No I mean, fucking way. They have a football team? The Liberals in chat. The Sealand National Football Association is associate member of the Nouvelle Federation Board, a football sanctioning body for non-recognized states and, and states not members of FIFA. It administers the Sealand National Football Team. No <laughs> way. <laughs> That's why the population can't be two. I think there's people out of it. What's their overall record? They play games? I don't see them on here. No. Just play like one little scrimmage there. This is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Well, I don't have anything else. Think you ended on Sealand. Yeah, we went into a weird little rabbit hole on Sealand. Pretty sick, though. Look at that. It's coat of arms. I know. I mean, the one thing that the liberals did during the summer of love was start their own country in Seattle, which I thought was awesome. I mean, I thought it was stupid. The hippies were... The hippies had it right. Yeah. All right, so there's a song. The Sealand... This is basically the Sealand National Anthem. Let's play it. It's a good way to end. Make sure that... Recording is still going. Don't mind this ad. Oh, it should be. Should be fine. Yeah. All right. This it's is it's the, called Sealand. With the Emer Libertas, Freedom from the Sea. It's pretty good so far. I want to move to Sealand. Is there anything we can hijack I'm gonna get in the, the sea. ocean? Are there any other platforms? Did I tell you about that? <laughs> Tommy. Can we buy an island? So Tommy bought that boat. Yeah. And he was tracking... Uh, that song was sick. Um, <sighs> he was tracking like the delivery like on the shipping containers. So he's like watching all the different cargo ships. Like, you can just go and see the paths that all these cargo ships take. And he was looking at the map, and he said that, like, like uh, maybe like 50 miles, maybe even less, offshore, a little bit south of Nova Scotia, there's nothing on the map. Like, if you look at Google Earth, it, there's nothing. It just looks like ocean. But every single ship, ship goes, around it. goes around it. He was like, there? like, there's got to be something there. Like, what is it? So he, like, finds the coordinates, and then he, like, Googles those coordinates, and nothing really comes up except there's like a picture of like a woman on an island 
and like, like you know, how, like when you click on a picture on Google, yeah. it has like the things underneath. The only thing underneath it are those coordinates. Yeah, she's on that island. So like Tommy's like, I think if we just go, he's like, I think if we sail out there, just plant a flag. I think it's my island. No, I think it's it's probably a child sex island. I mean, maybe. <laughs> if it's off the map, if Google has it hidden, it's definitely an island of... It's an important island. Someone's already on that island. But but I would love to go there. Yeah, right? <laughs> definitely take a trip. But no, buying an island and fortifying it would be awesome. If you just built an island. You know, it's about there. All, you could buy an island for like $300,000. No, I don't want to buy an island. I want to build an island. Why? When you can just buy an island. The same difference. It. That was way more money. No, way I wanted to float. I wanted to move. That's not an island. That's a boat. You want to build a boat? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but a big an boat. island is a landmass that stays in one place. Yeah, but I want my boat to just look like a landmass. Right. Like, I don't want it to look like a boat. I want it to look like an island. I don't have trees. No, it'd still be a boat. But I want it's it to disguised. Float <laughs> it's a boat disguised. You want a big pontoon boat with some like canopy on, on, like a houseboat, a mansion boat. That's my yacht. <laughs> living on a yacht. boat used to sound crazy to me, but... No, I wouldn't want a boat. I would just want a stationary island, I think. That had enough space for some resources. And then, like... Then when pirates try to invade, you have your guns and you just... Bye. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to this Catch-Up Podcast. That's weird. I, like, wait...
Like a post. There was like a post. Okay, all right. We haven't... This, this is the closest we've ever sat together. I know, and I weird. don't know if I'm going to like it or not. Oh, like I remember it. what it was. I'm still mad that you don't promote the podcast anywhere on your fitness page. We just put it in the bio. Put a link to the RSS. You don't even have to like describe what it is. Just have like when they click, it goes to the RSS for the podcast. I could do that. But I feel like it's just two very different audiences. It doesn't matter. My goal is that when you have a thousand followers on your TikTok, we'll put my like the live stream for this camera like right here and it'll just stare at my face and then yours will just stare at your face. And we'll do the same thing. And we need to get a third account to a thousand, and then they, <laughs> so can, they can watch. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's the plan as we build this media empire. But oh, you can't, man. you can't be a totally separate entity. Why not? You bring that element to our podcast. The people who watch you there are going to want to hear your. Opinions Did you see like, these cracks I'm getting in the house? Yeah, but it's not your house. That's a good point. <laughs> Just tell the guy. Whose house it is? Be like, you got cracks over here. I mean, he has to look at it. Got caught on the live stream. Okay. Um, what do you want to talk about? Was that the thing you wanted to I talk about? I think it was. It was mostly that. Because like, if we had a camera on your face, then your followers, when they stream, would see just your face, and then my followers would see just my face. So instead, you just cut me out. Now, like, oh, are you? I feel like you're kind of. I mean, I could, it's fine. No, no, no. We need you fully in the shot. With 24 viewers with no likes, I feel like that's pretty hurtful. But now I feel like you're not gonna... Well, I think maybe this should come down. Can this get even lower? Or is that as low as it goes? I think it's as low as it goes. Yeah, I don't think it goes any lower. Can this angle down further? Kind of, actually, if you do this. Just figured this out. If you just move this... You have to move it up a little bit. Oh. And it allows that to kind of like fall. See, this is it gets a little bit lower there. And if you sit there, and if I sit here, oh look, there we're both on screen. Um, yeah, it is weird looking at you when we talk like directly in front of you. Um, what? I don't know. Okay. All right. What? What's um? I'm willing for this to be in the post because I don't really care. I want to talk resolutions. Don't you know I hate resolutions? I do as well. I do as well. I think resolutions are dumb. It's not so much... I don't mind if you make resolutions, but I mind when you share your resolutions with everyone. No, see, I don't like making them. It's like if you made your resolution on like in December, why not just start whatever the thing is that you're going to do just now? Well, that's kind of how I feel. Like, why would you wait? I feel like a resolution doesn't have to be something made, like, January 24th. Like, if you're going to make a resolution, if you want to change something about yourself, that should happen at any point in the year, whenever you decide, I don't like this about myself, or I would like to do X thing. Like, I wouldn't wait until January 1st. I'm going to not be fat January 1st. Yeah, like, I wouldn't do that. It's like, no, just, just not be fat now. So that's my first thing. Like, I would just make the decision to do or not do the thing at the time when the idea popped in my head. That's just the type of person I am. Number two, I don't like the sharing of the resolution. If there are things about yourselves you wish to change, I feel like that's something that's a personal journey, and you make the personal journey. I've never been the type of person to go, even though we have this podcast. And, like, we do talk about those types of things on our podcast, but most of the time we're making fun of ourselves. But I don't like the type of person, not that I don't like the type of person, but I would never want to be the type of person myself who would, like, make a resolution and then go... 
And then go, not even fail it, maybe they even fulfill it, but like go then publicize the resolution to me. Like, this year is the year where I'm going to read 30 books. Like, I don't fucking care. You know? Or so, this year I'm going to masturbate less. Like, cool, so, please stop talking. So the the 30 book one, though, that's interesting because I think that that's more what I like, though. I don't I mean, I like, like that people do Because to me, that's not a resolution. To me, that's a goal. Goals are good. Like, I have a goal for 2023. I think resolutions can be goals. Yes. But I'm not like, oh, my New Year's resolution is I'm going to... Stop doing cocaine. Yeah, it's like, I'm <laughs> like no, just... You should have stopped doing cocaine months ago. I'm going to cut out soda. Yeah, it's like, well, you're just pounding soda until the first comes. <laughs> like, those aren't goals. Those are resolutions. Yeah. I think there's a difference, but... Well, what about lose 20 pounds? That's a goal, but it's also a resolution. Yeah, like, I, I thought about being like, oh, for one of my resolutions, I want to, uh... I want to journal. I'm going to start journaling. Now, the only reason why I'm okay with that is because I didn't think of it until yesterday. I was like, I couldn't have started it any earlier because it literally popped into my head as I was going to bed last oh night. And God, I was like, oh, gave me a good idea for but I missed the first day now. So I'm going to have 364 days of journaling. Okay, well, that's going to be good. If you do that, I mean, that's what I said. Like, you shouldn't wait till the first because if, you, if the idea came to you in May, like, I want to start a journal. And then January 1st came around. I was like, I've been journaling since May. That's a lot of journaling. You so here's what I'm thinking, too. I'm, so... I want to start journaling, but I have like th- one, two. I have about three different ideas for like a book. Okay. I've never written a book. Good. But you I want to. Most people haven't, so it's fine. I want to write a book, but it seems very overwhelming to. What was the longest thing you've ever written? I think I had a college paper that was fifteen pages. How, how was Probably that? long. How how'd you find hammering fifteen pages out? Oh, writing the 15 pages was easy, but, like, it wasn't good. <laughs> like, like, I think I get, I think it got, like, a, I was going to say D, but I don't think it was that bad. I think it got, like, a C. But, like, in college, I was just, like, too confident in my ability to do work. Because, like, I was coming from, and it didn't change for the four years, but, like, Coming from high school... You've never been one who's not been confident in your abilities. Yeah. But coming from high school, like, never did any work. Just, oh, there was homework? I'll do that in the morning, right before class. Figure it out. Oh, there's a test? Didn't study? It's going to be fine. There's this paper due? Do it the night before. All those types of things. And I just kept doing that in college. Like, I didn't change my ways. I didn't study. I didn't do anything. So the night that the 15-page paper, I was like, hmm... You know, probably should have worked on this sooner. But I don't know. Like, you know how you have to do, like, it was like an English paper. So you had to, it was like a story that you had to read and then just talk about. So instead of me actually reading it, I would just go into the story. I'd pick a quote, just like find something, be that's good, highlight it put it in there, make something up about that. And I just kept doing that. And it worked. <laughs> like, it finished it. Like, But there was no cohesive, like... Well, not even was it cohesive. It was like, I don't know what the message of the story was. So, like... So you're just whatever my, Yeah, whatever my paper... Whatever the angle I decided it was, like, that was just it. It, it could have like, been wrong. And it changed sentence by sentence, depending on what sentence yeah. you're talking about. All right, well, that's not a great way to go about it. Yeah. So I don't know how my book writing is going to go. You gave me a good idea for resolution, but now I can't even remember what the idea was. But I still remember what the resolution was. You're going to write a book? No. I would like to stop 
Uh, I'm going to cut out raping and murdering the homeless and prostitutes. I don't know what to say. <laughs> seems incriminating for me to say anything. <laughs> oh, wait. Are we recording? I mean, I'm a day late. That's what it was, because you said you were a day late. Oh, you're I a thought day late. It was... <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Shit. <laughs> I'm one for one. <laughs> but you know what? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Tomorrow, it's I got a new day. Oh, my God. That's so funny. To me. I don't know. I, I'm a little worried about the audio. Because of this? Because of the situation we're in? I feel like it looks No, it... My microphone, so when I talk, my levels are my levels, and your mic isn't picking it up, which is good, because your mic works. But then when you talk into your mic, your levels are good, but my levels also are going... So I don't know what that's going to look so like. So your mic is picking up... Well, it just means that my audio... It's not going to echo, right? No, it'll probably just sound like... My audio is going to sound a little bit louder than yours. But I can't. I won't be able to amplify your track because then it'll amplify also what I sound like in your mic. So I might just have to. We'll have to see what it sounds. Yeah, like. That's fine. How's your frothy coffee? I mean, it didn't taste any different from a normal coffee, but I appreciate. It. Is anyone watching a barista? Did anyone like it? Cause how like, long do I have to froth? How long do I have to froth milk for? Because <laughs> I did it for like two me. minutes and I did nothing happened. You have to. It's you have to steam it. I had to heat the milk up. When you make a latte, and, like, the milk the is hot. They go, and then like the steam goes into the coffee. But where am I getting steam from? <laughs> am I gonna make macaroni at nine in the morning just so I can have some steam? I don't think it works like that either. I don't think you just like put the milk over steam. I think you oh, you know what this is? Steam. What? A battery. Yeah. For its fire alarm. Yeah, I had to take it out last night because it was beeping. And I actually meant to talk to you about this. It wasn't going to be part of the podcast, but... Do you have that battery lighter now? Did you, were you able to replace it? No, it's just out. I'm going to go get one today. But I thought it was just a thing you see like in movies or TV shows. Oh, but it, it happened to me last night. I was dreaming. And in my dream, there was a beeping fire alarm. Like just worked, and then I woke up to the beeping fire alarm, and I was like, "Oh, my brain was just like, just incorporate that. Like, you're don't wake up." (laughs) Amanda, just make that part of it. Amanda, like, was like, "Yeah, beep," and I went, "You're in my dream." (laughs) How'd you know? And then like I woke up, and then I heard it, and I was like, "Oh, wow, that's weird." Well, you know how it is in my house. Only the downstairs has fire alarm, the smoke detectors. Well, look how close this one is to my kitchen. I know, like, if that catches fire. I get it. I understand why there would be... A... No, actually, I don't get it. The smoke alarm in the f- in the kitchen makes no sense. If there's a fire in your kitchen, you would know it. You were, <laughs> you're probably in the kitchen making the fire. No, if you're asleep at night. But if you're asleep at night, nothing in the kitchen's going to start a fire. Well, if you left the oven on when you went to bed. Also, how does that start a fire? <laughs> I don't know. Just, just the oven being on. It's just on too long. It's just like, nah, we're a fire now. <laughs> that's that's not how it works. I was thinking, too, like, people like, I left something on. It's like, well, that shouldn't just catch fire. Like, like if, on Thanksgiving Day, aren't, don't you have turkey in the oven for, like, like hours? Yeah, it never catches fire. No. I guess people just don't want to be out of the house. With, like, the candle. That's the way. Like, what happens to a candle when you leave the house? Dude, I don't understand. But I think it's just like if you have like a cat, like the cat will knock the lit okay, candle out. But here's the thing. Lit candles I don't get don't that either. Fire either though. No, but if you knock over a lit candle, it goes isn't out. it just going to go out? Usually. But it could catch fire. Like if it hits the curtain and doesn't go out, then it'll catch fire. Like, okay, so I have a candle <laughs> on this counter. Yeah. 
If it fell off what, the counter... What's it lighting on fire? The thing with the books in it, maybe? The paper but towels? That, that... No, no, if it falls it. over and the flame touches the paper towels, then the paper towels become fire. I always thought, too... I just thought, like, if you just leave a candle on too long, the glass explodes because it gets too hot. I was like, that's got to be the only thing that could happen. Yeah, I don't know what happens to candles when you leave the house that causes everything to catch fire, but apparently that... Is what Do you have any of those candles that have like the lid? They just put it on and stuff. Here's a game you should try to play. Palm, put the lid on your palm and then close it and see how long you can leave your palm on the lid for. Before it gets too hot. It's like instantly. It's a good game though. It's fun. All right, you ready to record? What's the thing that nine volt batteries? You can't lick them. Well, if it's dead, it won't do it. You gotta touch the complete the circuit. Put your tongue on both prongs. I don't want to do that. It doesn't hurt that bad. I've done it before. I do it. Well, I can do it now. You just do it for the content. No, it's not good content. No one cares about that. All right, let's record a podcast.